could I bring you know, welcome to get another show. Oh, but writing a book is I put five of my iron dollar in my divorce and all that. Because I speak Tonight we're talking about one of my favourite <laughs> Texas. But before we do, welcome to one of my old predictions, guys. Thank you very welcome. much. Um, thank you very much for welcoming me. Hello, welcome back again. See you guys putting on my ear. And welcome to Bill Moya. I'm welcome, boy. Good afternoon, boy. Oh, good afternoon, Peter, and thanks for having me here. Okay, before we start tonight's program, we have a catch coming up on the phone. But before we do that, I would like to send out a very big. Uh, <coughs> career to all the carers out there, all the mum and dad who care for their kids, all the carers who come in for their kids. And your work, I hope them enjoying work. I hope you got some good activities first, and I hope you come on care for another year. Now, in November, we have a very special event. It's our first quick and nature for people with disabilities to ask my people in some power, power some questions. On the 25th of November, everybody helps. At the moment, we call Drill Hall on the corner of Victoria Street and Elizabeth Spring Mountain. I was set on the bringing to November and then at one thirty, so it was part of the South African group or the South African yourself or the work with people with disabilities bring them along and enjoy the day. Here at 1.30 on the 25th of November, which is a Wednesday, and we will be doing a couple of half hour shows out there. So if you can't come, you can enjoy it on the radio. <coughs> and uh, we have a great panel on that day uh, with all the people from all that organisation that we work with a couple of self-advocates and about hopefully 200 kids we had done before. 
Well, I think the hall's big enough to take that many, and I think it would be well worth going. So, yep, we can take 200. So if you want to see your own homegrown Q&A, don't worry about watching the one on TV. Just come and see ours. Be a part of it. And I'm not Tony Young, but for the day I am Tony Young, and I'll make you more than welcome. More than welcome. More than welcome. So give them my ring on nine six five oh two seven double two or so so I because the resources on nine six three nine six eight five six I hope I got the right point. Yeah, I made a minor nine six five oh two seven double two. Sorry about that. Okay, let's start um show. How do you want to start, Paul? Well, um we're talking about taxis, I'll just give you a little bit of um background. Uh people who are users of the multi purpose taxi program would know that when you're a person with a disability or you've got um, mobility issues, having that card that gives you half-price taxi is fantastic because, after all, as we all know, our public transport system is not at all very accessible. And although it is improving, uh, it really isn't something we can rely upon. And for a lot of people, it's pretty difficult to use public transport. So if you want to go somewhere... A lot of the time it means using a taxi. Uh, If you're a person with a wheelchair, you need to book one of the wheelchair-accessible taxis and you've got to pay. And taxis are very expensive, as we all know, and going up. So the program, it's called the Multipurpose Taxi Program, has been going since about 1983. And if people um, have mobility issues and difficulty using public transport, they can apply for that card that gives them half price. at the moment, though, that the government is reviewing that scheme. So we wanted to have a bit of a look at the scheme, a look at the taxis and some of the issues for people with a disability, and just put our heads together about what we would like to say to the government with this review coming on. What, one of the things that we were a bit concerned about was that they might be thinking of scrapping it. The last time this program was reviewed, they were considering scrapping it. But um, in their press release and in their... Uh, information they've put out, they've put out a discussion paper. They're saying that they're committed to maintaining and improving the multi-purpose taxi program as a critical part of Victoria's transport network. The program must keep up with the needs of users, changes to the taxi and hire car industry and the emergence of the National Disability Insurance Program. So they're reviewing it to take into account all of those things, but as I said, they're saying they are committed to it continuing Um, they're committed to maintaining it and improving it. So that's at least a good thing. And I think we need to tell them um, if people have a say in the review that it it really is important that it continues. So what I thought we might do is just have a look at some of the issues with taxis. And you guys um, have plenty, I'm sure, but also we're going to phone a big taxi user, Ariane, and and have a chat to her um, over the phone as well. So uh, <laughs> we're giving her a call now. Uh, hi, Ariane. Hello. Hi. Hi. And, 
Hi, welcome to Raising Our Voices, Ariane. I'm happy to be here. How are you? I'm really well. And um, I've got Ray and Pete here in the studio um, to have a bit oh, of a yeah. chat about taxis. Um, Hi, fellas. Hello. G'day, Ariane. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So, um... There's lots of problems with taxis and some of the ones that the government's um, put in its discussion paper you might uh, be familiar with. So waiting times for taxis to come, ever had that happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys? That's always a massive issue. What about booking problems? Uh, Booking issues, there's nothing like getting... uh, There's been so many times where I've booked a cab... And they have not sent me the wheelchair accessible one. Yeah. They send you a normal taxi and then you're like, but I booked through the wheelchair booking line and they're like, oh, they must have not put that through in the system. And it's like, what's the point in having a separate line if they're not always going to get it right every time? It's unbelievable. It's pretty bad, and and um, I know Ray, you've had problems like that too, trying to book. Oh uh, yes, I had problems around that line. And you're trying to book a station wagon for you because you've got your walking frame. Yeah. And um and instead, an actual wheelchair accessible taxi turns up, which Ray can't use because no, he I can't, can't step up into it. Yeah, exactly. So, so they're not very good at listening. No. Um, I believe I also more. they don't, but they also um, charge you to book them. Is that right? Yeah, you get a two-dollar booking fee. fee, and if if you book privately, that fee is meant to go. But a lot of private cabbies still charge you the two-dollar fee. Yeah, you were telling me um, before when we were setting up for this interview that. You think that the Victorian Taxi Directorate Review was trying to discourage people from using private drivers. Is that still the case, do you think? Oh, well, I think when a lot of people had an outcry about the waiting times and the fact that they were still going to use private drivers, they were like, OK. But what I was talking to a mate of mine that actually has a, um, a disability and is a... Um, in a scooter, but he is also a former taxi driver. Wow. He said to me that there needs to be some sort of system that instead of waiting for someone to take the job, someone sits there and allocates them a job so that people can't pick and choose what jobs they go for so yeah. there's not um, a long waiting time. Yeah, he that's a good idea. You might have someone sitting five minutes away, but they might not think your job's far enough to go, so they might not accept the job. Whereas if you have a system like that, they have to. I mean, all I've been going in Texas for years and years and years and years, regardless, like had always said to me that um, the big jobs are the short jobs. 
The best jobs are the short jobs. Yes, because you can do more short jobs in one day and pick up. I earn my more money on the short job. So I, I, I don't get that Well, one, I know one of the issues, one, Pete, that... Um, that was identified in the in the discussion paper was that plenty of people have found drivers won't take them on short trips. And they won't because I don't think about before they get up. Mm. If they thought about it, they would really like take 10 small jobs and get the moment one big because well, that, that's probably something that they need to think about or we can tell them about. Because you're right, if they're collecting someone in a um, wheelchair-accessible taxi, they also now get a lifting fee. That's right, yeah. isn't it, Ariane? Yeah. 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 And the fee's gone up from, I think, $13 when they started doing that to now $16. 16 dollars $16. But I I don't have a problem with that, Paul, because that encourages God to do wheelchair work. I, I really don't have a problem with that. that no, not. well, I, I, I think in the review they do want to look at whether the lifting fee yeah. should be there. It's meant yeah. to be an incentive as well as to yeah. help the driver yeah. with his time. It's also yeah. meant to be an incentive to get more wheelchair taxis working with yeah. people who I, need them. I would say yeah. my, my biggest my issue with wheelchair taxis is my driver wants to work it. Rather do what they call talent work to the airport and sit at the airport rather than do work it. That you know what? My... I was just about to say that. I was that... just about to say. So they don't that... get the lifting fee if they do airport work, though? No, no. <laughs> no. And, 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 I mean. It's not a most political If you were trying to do wheelchair before you come out in that case, say, why? What is the problem with doing And wheelchair? the other thing that I was going to raise with you earlier, um, Pauline, that I forgot to raise with you, is that they actually, to maintain a wheelchair cab, um, license, you only have to pick up four people in wheelchairs per calendar month. Wow. That's that's so, given them a really easy way out, isn't it? That should be lifted, uh, perhaps. But I also yeah. I'm going to be on the other side of I do not drive it. I do a 19, 12, to fit one wheelchair. I die. I die. So we're not all bad drivers. No. We do have some wonderful, wonderful drivers out there who do what we can work. And we have to encourage the other participants to come on board and do our work. 
I wonder if we should um, put into our comments to the review that maybe the lifting fee should also be for drivers assisting people with walking frames because I know that's something that Ray's had issues with, haven't you, where the driver doesn't necessarily want to take you and help yeah, you. They don't want help at all. No, they don't want to have to fold up your your frame and put no. it in the boot and, you know, they're not getting anything extra for it so they don't they don't want to do it. That's weird because I know that you, you can't, Ray, you can't use the um, lift on the wheelchair accessible one, but the other thing is that they have to do stuff like that. They have to help you, like, put your frame down and um, secure it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's part of their licence. So it should be part of everybody's licence, really. And I think that is a goes to poor service, which, again, is one of the things the discussion it paper picked up. It goes to poor service. two words. I have and that is customer service. Customer service, yeah. If you, if you want to run a good taxi, you will provide good customer service. Now, speaking if you of... Want to run a bad taxi, you won't. Speaking of bad taxis, we all know there's been some fraud in this system. One of the ideas coming out in the review is that your multi-purpose taxi card would have photo on it of you so that other people can't use your card. Yeah. Oh, well, the other thing is that it's not just other people using your card. It's in some situations you might have a, you might have a friend that needs, needs to borrow your card, um, but... Um, it also is to stop people from um, claiming. I've had people claim lifting fees even when they haven't actually picked me up. Yeah, so they've that. had your card details and they've just put it through even though you weren't even there. If you want more, yeah, exactly. if you want more I agree with that. I mean, I'm my card. That's to me that. Always to the bunny. Uh can be stolen and that better not on that type because you cannot use it. Yeah, they have been stolen I'm sure and um but the thing is if your card gets stolen you have to pay to get a new card, don't you? Yeah, it's a fifteen dollar fee to get a new one. So and then you have to wait about two weeks to get it. So uh, in the I meantime, thought, you can't use a taxi. Yeah. So I thought that um, they should give you a receipt. They should, A, do two things for that. Take away the fee for getting a new card and give you a receipt for the um, card. That you've booked the new one. Back, which then can act as a, like, interim sort of thing, like what they give you for your driver's <laughs> license. Very good idea. When you get a new driver's license. Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, yeah we all agree with that one. Good, Another good idea there. Um, one of the other things they're talking about with this review is that I think they've realised that they've kind of made a bit of a mistake. When they 
when they made the eligibility for this card, they said you could only get the card if you couldn't use public transport. But of course, they actually don't want people to not use public transport. They want people to use the accessible transport that they're putting in. And they want to use taxis. And use taxis as well, that's right. But they've made it so that you can only get the card if you absolutely can't use public transport, which is a bit, you know, they realised they made a mistake there. And so they want to change it and make it so that um, the eligibility is that if you've got a limited capacity to use public safety, uh, public transport safely and independently, that's okay. You can get the card. Well, can I also tell you that the whole thing about not being able to get um, a public transport card and a taxi card doesn't work anyway because I have both and I have a lot of friends who have both. Yeah, so so it's sort of been happening under the counter anyway, hasn't it? Exactly, because they're run by different... um, They run by different firms, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Companies aren't run by the government. They're run privately, so whereas the um, public transport system is run by the government. Okay, guys, from the five by six, at first, I'm five five on the Radio Doyle. We're going to have a day for that and falling about the technical And we've got just scratched the surface of this issue. There's obviously lots of issues um, with it. Um, there's at the moment, I know. For wheelchair users, it's unlimited use with your card, whereas for other people, there's a cap. That's another issue that might need to be looked at in the review. Um, and also group travel. At the moment, if there's two or three of you in, in the taxi, only one of you can use your card. And again, they want to look at that. They're even but looking then, at... But then, but then again, sorry to interrupt, they do use both cards in one way because... Um, Again, I was talking to you about this earlier. They want to get double the lifting fee. Yes, of course they do. Both your cards, but they only cut it in half once. Yeah, they just break the trip in half. Yeah. They're good at finding ways around it, those taxi drivers. But um, so if people want to have a say in the review, what we should probably do is give them some of these details. Um, there's a government website you can go to. It's the um, ooh, economic development, that's one word, economic development, dot vic, dot gov, dot au, forward slash MPTP hyphen review. That's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> Shall I say it again? That is a very long it's, it's a big no, website. So maybe you could just Google multi-purpose taxi program review <laughs> and I reckon you'll find it. Um, but they do have a 1-800 number. I'll tell you the number. You might need to get a piece of paper if you're Yeah, grab some paper. Pete, can you read that out for our listeners? They're going to have workshops through October and November, right through Melbourne and in the country. Um, Geelong, Ballarat, Bendigo. Oh, that's a good idea. 
Yeah, so go to a workshop and have your say. Definitely, definitely yeah. the thing to do. Especially if you're in a rural area, because rural areas don't often get these things coming to them. So okay. if you're in a rural area... I mean, Time to wind up, Ariane. I mean, I they cut you off. You've been listening to Rogo from Fulcom the Listen, Ray Grove's fun enough. Hey, old muddy boy. Thank you, Paul and William. And may we say a special hello to our panel operator, Mr. Gabby. <laughs> And another, okay. and a special thank you to Ariane on the phone line. Yeah, Thanks, Ariane. Thank you, Ariane. Uh, till next, till next month, till next month, Johnny, I'm big or big or big. I'm uh, have a good month. You'll be listening to people pouring on you. Okay, good night, best hope of thank you. And up next. Tamil Voices. Able-bodied Australia does not realise that people with disabilities across the board are being discriminated against. Then the government to demand that we go out and get a job without removing the disincentives like the lack of access to transport and community infrastructure, without providing accessible buildings that can provide barrier-free employment. I'm not getting a fair go and I don't like it and I'm saying so. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.